Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Make Comics Podcast, the show where we talk about the nuts and bolts of making comics. And this week, your we is me, Joey Gro, and him, Andy Schmidt. And we are talking, wait a minute, what year is this? 2022. We're talking conventions. We're talking comic book conventions, which uh, have seemed to be a little more uh, plentiful this year than than in past years. And uh, COVID is still something that uh, is impacting conventions, uh, I'm sure, from a, a variety of points of view, not just from the comics creators, but the folks uh, throwing the conventions and the the merchants that are going and obviously those who attend comic conventions. The couple of shows that we've done over the past two years have talked to different creators about what they're doing to fill in the holes that they might have in their convention schedules in terms of making, you know, following up with editors, keeping contacts going and, you know, frankly, sales and interacting with readers. Uh, so sales on the commission side, sales on the the comic side of, of completed work and just the, the usual thing you get from conventions. Andy, it's not uh, the programming hasn't been announced for San Diego Comic-Con, but I, I have heard that uh, from a reliable source named Andy Schmidt that you are planning on attending San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, in 2022, this upcoming July. And I know that in the past, you've hit a few conventions here and there uh, in the time of COVID. The summer is usually in, you know, past years, it's kind of that time where publishers are rolling out new material, maybe they're doing big promotions, you get to meet and see creators at conventions and creators who are you know, looking to work with various publishers or find contacts or po- folks to work with in, in whatever capacity are able to meet in person, which even if it's just for a few minutes can certainly go a long way in uh, in any relationship, especially a professional one at comics. So what are you thinking as far as not just necessarily San Diego, but conventions right now? Uh, I'm conflicted. <laughs> so, so, A, uh, uh, I have not. I have managed to avoid contracting the the COVID, uh, as far as we know. I mean, I've certainly never tested positive, and I've never had anything that seemed too similar to it. I uh-huh. think I did have a cold at one point, but sure. it was just it was it was just a cold. Um, so I'm not really looking uh, to to break that uh, chain of events, but at the same time, uh, the reality is. I am vaccinated. Uh, I'm boosted. Uh, I could be careful and unobtrusive. Uh, and so I think I can navigate this. There's also, you know, a lot of people are vaccinated. I don't know. I mean, the rumors, the rumors are true that I will be attending San Diego Comic-Con. That is, I can, I'll confirm that. Confirmed. And I may or may not have um, a couple of panels um, to run. That might be of interest to, to folks. But... Um, yeah, I mean, with with a lot of people boosted, I don't know what San Diego's rules are this year. I have not delved into it, but uh, yeah, I am going, and I will try to be cautious. I'll try to be respectful of others. I hope that they will be respectful of me and give me some space. That is very hard to do on a convention floor, so there is certainly risk in going. I'm a little bit just playing the, the odds here that right. if I contract COVID – that I will be okay because I am vaccinated and boosted. Sure. Um, I certainly, and the thing, honestly, the thing that worries me more than getting it, that worries me a little bit, is passing it to somebody else. If sure. I contract it, pass it. I really, that really drives me crazy. But 
also my entire livelihood depends on being seen and getting out and pounding the pavement and all that kind of stuff. So because CEX publishing is launched and we've got content and we could be setting up at shows uh, right now, I've decided not to set up at shows for like to have a booth presence uh-huh. because I just feel like I'd be trapped there and I feel like I'd be more likely to catch something or somebody that I am there working with who am I convinced to come to this show, you know, again, my, my guilt radar goes off. So CX will not be set up with an actual presence, like a booth space or a table, yeah. um, but I will be there and that will allow me to have meetings to, you know, do, do or be on panels to, um, you know, see what else is out there, get some ideas, make hopefully make some new contacts, refresh some old contacts because it has been a while. So I did do a show last year. I did uh, Awesome Con in Washington, D.C. When it looked like the numbers were going down, I agreed to do it. And then by the time it, the show hit, numbers were way back up. They did an awesome job, no pun intended, of making <laughs> it feel very safe. And there were alerts and there were a lot of rules and regulations. I hope they do that too. I also did New York Comic Con and it was the same sort of thing. Like it was... You had to wear. You had to be given a wristband. You had to show your your vaccination card. All this stuff, and you know, there certainly didn't appear to be any big outbreak that I'm aware of that took place during New York Comic Con. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a it's a mix of of being careful and 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 just doing what you can. I mean, honestly, it's a lot like sort of you know, as we talk about like breaking into comics, like it's a, it's it's a lot of the same sort of thing of like not getting COVID is just doing all the things in advance to, in this case, instead of increase your chances of breaking into comics, you're decreasing your chances of getting COVID. While right. You're right. Into um, but generally speaking, aside from setting up a booth, my, uh, my convention schedule should be pretty, pretty similar to pre COVID times. Um, which again, because of the high rate of vaccination and boosting and all that sort of stuff, I feel a lot more comfortable doing that. I will probably try and meet people outside um, when, when and where appropriate. It, I can't. I certainly can't have all my meetings outside somewhere. Although it's usually <laughs> nice in San Diego. Sure. But uh, that's sort of the that's sort of the plan right now. But yeah, and you know. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. I did C2E2 not that long ago, and attendance was not high hmm. uh, for that show. Um, it wasn't like a bust right. or anything, but it was not high. And, um, you know, I I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a flood and San Diego is as packed as it's always packed, and there's people all over the city that want to get in and can't yeah. because I feel like at least in some parts of the country – People are just done with COVID and they're acting like it's over and we should all just pile on top of each other and probably sneeze on one another. <laughs> that is a lot of what it's like here uh, where I live. Um, but uh, I don't know. Then I can see the other side of things where enough people are still timid and unsure and being cautious uh, where attendance is not as robust. Right. Um, I can see it going either way and I don't know how to predict that, but that's also part of the math mental math that goes into, do I pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a booth space? And then the attendance is low and I can't even come close to making my table back. Right. By the, by the way, almost no one makes their table back 
on San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> it's really, really difficult to do. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's well, that's kind of where we are. Well, for you then, and obviously, like you said, your business and your livelihood does amount to showing up and doing things, and. You know, I, I do uh, similar in, in terms of going places and working with folks. And generally, you know, our basic COVID precautions are, hey, does anybody have COVID? You know, does anybody have symptoms? And then looking at transmission rates in the area and kind of weighing, all right, are we going to be outside? And luckily, you know, a lot of the summer work, we're outside a lot. <laughs> For you, yeah. though, what what is a success as far as a convention at, at this point or a San Diego type? What it would I I'm not necessarily yeah. success in like I'm gonna make like, five thousand right. dollars, but what for you is successful doing that? Yeah, so fortunately, I don't just run a publishing business. Um, so a success on the CEX side of things is I have a lot of conversations uh, with creators um, or enough conversations with creators to generate some real leads that could lead to some cool projects that could do well for us and for them. That would be great. Um, and then there may be some other business opportunities, like maybe some licensing or something like that. You know, we'll, we'll see. Or maybe there, there's a distribution channel that, that I could open up by having a meeting with somebody, you know, like a like a book club type thing would be, you know, something like that would be great. Um, so there are those sorts of business opportunities that, that and, and it doesn't, it wouldn't take a lot of those. Like it would take, you know, it would take one good one and it would make it worth my time for CEX. Yeah. Um, for comics experience, the education arm, the courses, the workshop, all that sort of stuff, really the best thing is doing panels and then being able to pass around the email sign-up sheet, really just get, generate new leads. There's no, I, there's no like, hey, you're at my panel on breaking into comics or you're at my panel on on how to work with, how to collaborate with other creators or whatever the panels might, might be. Um, and then me go here now sign up for this class it costs 500 600 or whatever um, right right like I, I don't we don't do that nobody's prepared to do that like like and if you're coming to one of my panels like i'm not there to try and sell you the next thing like i'm going to take that hour to give you and and the panelists too to give you as much as we can right like you paid to come in here you made it all the way downtown in san diego you've worked through a mob I'm going to give you as much as I can for that hour. And hopefully that's really valuable to you. And if that's all our interactions are great, I hope it really helps. If you're like, Hey, that was really valuable. I'm interested in more Then you sign up for the newsletter and all that sort of stuff. And, and, you know, sometime down the road, you'll sign up for courses and stuff. And during the pandemic, that has largely not happened. Right. That, that's a fairly decent business driver for us. Now on the flip side, what did happen is everybody was locked indoors and was online. So there was a rush on on online courses. And uh, so that so I think those sort of like counterbalanced one another, but there is gonna come a time where, you know, I'm and I'm totally aware of it and I totally see it like we're gonna we're gonna see a dip in attendance or dip of interest, whatever you want to call it, uh, in comics experience. And it'll probably, my guess is it'll last six months to a year. Um so so going so I need to start getting out there because it does take time for people to get interested and then really think about it and then find the time or maybe save up some money for it or whatever that it might take to to start. So if I haven't been generating leads for two and a half years for the most part, 
or at least not in one of the major ways that I do it. Like we're going to feel that. So that would be success is just having those panels and, and getting to know people and just circulating the name comics experience and getting out there again, that'd be, that'd be successful. And then the same sort of thing on the, on the printing business, we print a lot of comics and graphic novels for independent creators, for small publishers, having meetings with people and saying, Hey, I might have some really good printing options for you for quality printing. We're easy to talk to. We're good communicators. You know, our pricing is really good. Um, so having those conversations with publishers and individual creators too, like it's, you know, I do that. My wife and I do this because we, we love it and we love working with people, but we also, you know, uh, obviously we want, we need to make a living, but, um, but you really, I have found that there is no better marketing than word of mouth than just having conversations with people or people that I've worked with, you know, or taught classes with or whatever to go out and tell other people like you should really check this out it's legit um that's the best marketing that i've ever encountered and part of that's because the comics market is relatively small compared to other markets and it's kind of hard like it's hard you know, facebook ads and stuff like that they just you know for various reasons they don't turn over a, a ton of work and leads and that sort of stuff and then the last thing is I'll set up some meetings probably in LA. So usually after San Diego, I go to LA for a bit and, and do a bunch of entertainment and studios and agents and managers and all that kind of stuff. Do the, what they, what they call that the couch tour. Gotcha. Know. So a little, little bit multi-pronged as far as you're, you're being yeah. out on the West coast, so you can do multiple things. Right. And yeah. so, and so the, the, I mean, the, the, I mean, sorry, that was like a really long answer because we do a bunch of stuff, but but I mean, the reality is I don't think I've ever, like I'll fill my schedule up with meetings and I don't think I've ever come away from San Diego Comic-Con with, oh, those meetings turned into all these like great things. Often it is a meeting, a chance encounter in a hallway where I run into somebody I haven't talked to in years and then we get to talking while we're both walking somewhere. And that's the thing. There's always, I've every single time I've gone to San Diego, I've come out with something, even if it was just one thing. At least one thing, I'll put it that way, at least one thing that made the trip worth going. Also, it's in San Diego, uh, which is a really nice place. So that's, that's nice too. Could be so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, all that in mind, you know, in the past when we've talked about conventions from a creator standpoint, it's usually come up with your game plan, figure out what you want out of the show. If that is getting a portfolio review? Have you set that up ahead of time? Is it meeting an editor? Is it looking for collaborators? Is it talking to a publisher, getting the lay of the land? You know, people are going for different reasons generally. Uh, but I think, you know, having that game plan is still something that is kind of the foundation of what do you want out of it? And obviously with, with COVID and folks being cautious, that, that can come into play as, as far as your planning goes. For... I don't know, the last couple of years, has anything really stood out to you as far as this is also a benefit of going to conventions for creators, or maybe this is, depending on what you're after, like this is the thing to concentrate on? Yeah, I think I think the thing that, that stands out as being really good for creators is a lot of creators work alone anyway, and then the pandemic made it even harder to get together and have social interactions. So getting away from social media, getting away from from uh dumpster fires which is, <laughs> i just said that i just said the same thing didn't i so getting away from social media dumpster fires uh and and actually being around other humans um the other the, and part of that is in a respectful way like if you're going to a show as a fan or as a creator or whatever 
um, assume that people don't want you standing too close to them. Right. It may not be possible at all times because it can get crowded or whatnot. But like, but like, if you're going up to an artist and they're behind the table, don't assume that they are totally cool with you standing two feet away. Like, try to give them that six feet social distance if, if and when possible. Right? They're clearly they've made the decision to be there because they want to do some commerce, probably meet and talk with folks. But do your part to give them the space, you know, that kind of thing. So that that would be a big thing because if you don't do that, and it turns out that they are there kind of despite their feelings of apprehension um you're gonna make them you you could potentially make somebody uncomfortable or like you know that's the main thing that you're gonna remember from that social interaction or professional interaction is this person didn't give me my space when they could have right um so i would just say the i would add that in there but i think the tangible thing that i have seen is like this like release of tension. I mean, myself included, like, I mean, it's so easy to get depressed when you're isolated like that. So like this, like kind of release of tension and this, okay. Uh, this did remind me that I really am not all by myself and we are kind of in this together and, and people are generally speaking good, you know, having that kind of stuff again. And obviously, you know, from a business standpoint, you know, reconnecting with folks and connecting with new people that you didn't know before, all of that stuff is really good what i will say is that like san diego is probably not gonna be a great show for me to meet a lot of creators and talk about publishing Mm -hmm. with there'll be a lot of creators there but it's you know the artist alley is relatively small certainly by comparison with the rest of the show um so it's not always the best show for that I plan on attending Baltimore Comic-Con this year, which I think will be a really good show for that. So part of it, too, is also managing your expectations and, like, knowing what your show's good for. Like, San Diego's good for having, you know, some of those entertainment contacts. Um, really big publishers, are there, like Disney Publishing Worldwide. Like, I've gotten a decent amount of good write, you know, really fun writing work, like Star Wars children's stories and five-minute marvel stories and stuff like that like by going and meeting with them there with a couple of folks that i know there so um that's been really fun but it's also really hard to like get those meetings um and even when you make those meetings i mean i I swear half my time at san diego is just getting text messages gonna be 15 minutes late or, (laughs) or me sending one it's gonna be like hey i'm trapped on the other side of the floor and there's like it's gonna take a rhino to clear a path through here you know yeah to get to you like um but that's one thing that i do with a show as big as san diego of which really to my mind there is none bigger than san diego um but you could do this with a new york comic-con as well would make sense um you know certain so you know shows of of of, that are really that big where like the size of the floor can make an impact i do recommend if you're trying to make a bunch of contacts and set things up or just be at certain places at certain times Download the map once it's released from the show because they'll release a, a map with all the exhibitors and all that stuff and like chart a a legit trajectory. Like first day of the show, I'm, I'm going to hit these because they're all clustered relatively near each other. Now, there might be a thing where, you know, if you already have a bunch of contacts, you might have a thing where, hey, one of my contacts is only going to be there one day. Uh-huh. So I'm going to have to break away to meet with them but if you can sort of cluster things together you can save yourself a lot of time because it can take you 20 or 30 minutes if you're going back and forth across across the show it can take you 20 30 minutes each time so on a show that big like i i actually do kind of strategically try to 
group things. So like today is going to be my video game company day because they're all clustered together. So I'm going to go talk to Activision. I'm going to go talk to whoever, you know. So um, so I do recommend that. Again, that's with shows of a, of a certain size, which are not that many that are that big. What's worth doing. And then, you know, the last day is always the day that I'm like, I'm going to try and find some, you know, some Wolverine claws that I can I can surgically inject into my arms. Sure. So the last day is for. There's a booth for that. There's probably is. <laughs> well, I think, you know, that game plan is, is always a good idea. However, however, your game plan comes out uh, as far as your goals go and having the information that's available from san diego like you said the app and i I know that there's like the unofficial san diego comic-con blog or guide and there's lots of ways to uh to kind of do that pre-gaming and and think about how to do it um covid or covid or otherwise having that plan in place and rehearsing what you're going to say or thinking through what you're going to say because you want to figure out what those goals are and leave yourself enough time and, and place to be loose and, and be, um, you know, happily surprised. Like you said, it's those hallway conversations that you don't expect that can lead to good things or, you know, the unexpected relationships you might develop in terms of other creators who are looking to break in and maybe you can follow each other on social media and get, uh, get something going there where it is nice to have that in-person meeting that can be that jumping off point. The, um, yeah, the other thing, uh, about San Diego too, and you kind of touched on it. And then I try to think about any convention that I attend. Is you mentioned physical distance and stuff clustered together? It's it's usually a marathon unless you're kind of ducking in for a day. And even then, it's it's sort of something you have to <laughs> get ready for, and or or be ready for. So making sure you give yourself time to rest and recover, and eat. You know, eat carry eat water. eat carry water. Yeah carry snacks or food uh have a general idea of where maybe you can get out of the convention to go get some food whether that's a a breakfast or a dinner or a a lunch or just get out and walk around because you know you're in a spot where you can walk just a little bit in their restaurants Uh, you can get out of the convention center and go back into the convention center and i think that alone can really help me kind of hit that recharge button of just being away from a crowd for 30 minutes makes a huge difference as, as somebody that's generally introverted. Uh, it's just so overwhelming with, you know, your brain knowing where to look and how to process stuff. If you're just walking the floor, much less, Hey, what are my goals again? Who am I talking to? What am I doing here? How much money do I have? Uh, I could probably get those Wolverine claws. I've got a credit card. It just, there's, there's so much that's different, you know? Yeah. There, there definitely is a physicality to it. And actually like, so I went one time uh, when I had injured my back. Uh, I went to San Diego with a back, a minor back injury, not a major back injury, minor back injury. And I was really, really worried that I was going to have trouble. And I did. I mean, the, the best thing I did, you, normally I have a backpack on, so everything is on my back. That time I took one of those roller bags. Mm. So I didn't have that support, you know, that, that weight on my back. And that was really, that was really helpful. Um you know, I've got a, you and I have talked about this a lot, Joey, I've got a hamstring injury that I'm still slowly, slowly nursing back to health. And, you know, I'm mildly nervous that, you know, two days into this thing, it's just going to be like, look, we're done. Yep. I'm just not working anymore. Um, you know, so being mindful of your own, like sort of, you know, I feel like I'm just talking about being old now, but, um, but being mindful of, you know, certainly those limitations and drinking that water, like drinking water would have helped did and it sure did and will help 
uh, you know, both of those things for me, just making sure you're high, you stay hydrated. Um, that's always smart and give yourself like schedule some time to rest. Like you were saying, like, that's great. It reminds me, I once pitched a, um, a documentary style, um, or reality TV show is really what it was going to be called training for comic-con, which was about like, like you would be about following certain, certain people, you know, a publisher, a creator, you know, a retailer or whatever, or like around, like, how do they prep for Comic-Con? What do they do? What are their expectations and all that sort of stuff? And and it all came because I knew a guy who literally trained for Comic-Con. So he, he didn't generally like watch his weight and that sort of stuff, but like three months leading up to Comic-Con, he would start running and he'd start dieting and he'd get in shape for comic-con so that he could do a four or five day experience with without trouble and like that like i just thought that was so uh unique of a situation that i was like this like if you start expanding this out to like what is what do all these different people vendors and whatnot do like trading for comic-con like i just thought that'd make a fascinating reality tv show but uh, producers and studios didn't agree, so <laughs> so, so it went nowhere. Well, I'd, if I knew that I was going to a convention, I would definitely make sure I was, you know, COVID screwed everything up because now I exercise every day, but I would definitely make sure I was uh, on track to where I needed to be just to just to make sure that I wasn't ignoring that uh, aspect of it because it is a bit of a marathon, and you know, I, I'm fortunate in a lot of time when we're filming, it is very physical in a good way that. You know, I, I think a lot of times when when you're not, you think about the break of mowing the lawn or doing the laundry or something physical that can let your mind wander or help get you moving and, and doing something else besides sitting in front of the computer or the artboard or with your notepad. And it lets your brain relax and, and figure out that other stuff. And I think that's an aspect of getting ready for any, you know, any convention or any kind of job that if you're trying to do problem solving, I think the physicality can really come into play in a positive way. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of giving yourself that time to reset and to think through and let your mind wander and take that break to get you to the other side of, oh, yeah, that would be a great idea. I should talk to uh, this publisher or I should look for this kind of person. Or what if my question to that artist is, what were your next steps when you were in my position? Like it gives you that opportunity to think through and to not be in your head all the time. Ditto. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. You summed it up pretty well. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot more to add there. I mean, you just, yeah. I mean, all of, you know, all, I mean, it's all the right questions and, and all the right, you know, thinking in terms of, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, you know? And, and I think that ultimately that's, that's what 2022 is going to be about is take care of yourself and, and hope that that helps take care of others too. Absolutely. Well, if you want to follow, if folks want to follow along with you, where should they go to get some information on what you're going to be doing at the show? Uh, certainly at comic experience on Twitter, C O M I C experience so singular comic experience and at 39 a andy so that's two a's in a row 39 a a n d y on twitter that's my personal twitter um you know we'll have stuff on the site sign up for our newsletter come to comicsexperience.com and uh sign up for the newsletter right there on the site and uh you'll have all kinds of info coming your way about what we're publishing how to get published how to what courses are coming up 
you know, all that kind of stuff is on the newsletter. And the newsletter goes out usually about once a month. So we don't hit you too often. Um, but yeah, and then also, you know, go into your local comic shop. We should have Macabre Motel uh, out very soon. And Honcho 1 and 2, issue 2 comes out. Um, so, so yeah, we got stuff coming on. We just, we just got our orders for Stud in the Bloodblade, uh, trade paperback and the Disciple, a super cool science fiction one shot that'll come out, uh, after that. So keep looking at the catalogs, uh, keep telling your local shop, Hey, I want these books. Um, we're putting out really great books. A lot of time from talent you've not heard of, but, uh, they're really, really talented people and they're really good. So definitely check them out all right well if you do go to a convention be safe out there get your plan get some comics made until next time you keep making comics